Hey, everybody, it's Steve Mathis. I'm proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right there in my home country of Canada, same great country that brought us Ross, Rollerball Peterson, and, of course, Putin. It was a shocker to me to learn that, on the average, the same insulin in the United States that can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. The Prairie Insulin and Meds believes that taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, we've been able to team up with those guys to get Pulpamex customers an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Tell your family and friends. PrairieInsulin.com. Make sure you tell them Pulpamex sent you to get your discount. Thanks for listening, everybody. A Pulpamex Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. As promised here on the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, eight-time quad champion, the Chino Charger, Gary Denton. Gary, what's going on, man? Thank you for doing this. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I know it's taken a little bit, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I know. It's it's fun to do. And look, hey, man, we're on quarantine right now, and there's no racing sure. going on. So why not, right? Like, why yeah. not provide people some <laughs> stuff to listen to in this time? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's been going on with you? What's what's new? What's happening? What are you doing these days? Uh, well, I do developmental work for RV industry. Okay. So when I left racing, I was looking for something to do, and there was a little trailer company called Weekend Wire. They were a toy hauler company, and they were a sponsor of mine, and they gave me a trailer to use back in the day, and, mm -hmm. and we became buddies, and I went to work for him, and it was a little $3 million company that he'd had eight years, which is not a lot of money when you're building big-ticket items, Yeah, because okay. yeah. uh, they take a lot of manpower to build them, and first year, I was able to take him from $3 million to $7 million, and we never looked back. We went all the way to $240 million, and that company was called uh, Weekend Warrior. Nice. We built the number yeah. one toy hauler in the country. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, they're everywhere, right? A lot of people have them yeah. and and, uh, and all that. So that's awesome. That's cool. Well, what was, co what was cool about it, too, is we got to – I got to get back involved in the racing and give back. We, we sponsored all the – you know, the outdoor nationals and ATVs. Yeah. Um, we sponsored uh, GNCC for, you know, uh, Rita, the Coombs family, and gave Rita a motorhome through all of that. And we uh, we used to give away a coach um, at, at the, you know, GNC ATV nationals, but also for the Supercross national. And we had a coach called Supercross, so we gave away to the top privateer a coach. That's so that right. Cool. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And uh -huh. uh, you guys are still – you did work with MC for a number of years. I don't know if you're still doing it, but – Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, awesome. Um, hey, so I posted a photo on my Instagram uh, way back uh, when uh -huh. photo um, from Winnipeg Arena Cross in like 80 – 
I want to say that's 80, 85 or 86. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. But uh, yeah. you raced the quads and the bikes. You came up to Winnipeg. <laughs> My family and I were somehow in charge of picking you up and taking you to the track the day before and and, and right. kind of hosting you. Do you remember any of this, Gary? I do not. And I, I well, like vaguely, I kind of do. Okay. And I, and I want to say I raced somebody's quad that I borrowed. I want to say, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. And it seems like I bent his axle. Is that true? I don't know about that. The bending of the axle. We did. We bored a quad. You won the quad. You got a top yeah. ten in the bikes of some sort. Yeah. Um, we took you to this track, this hard pack dirt track the day before or two days before the race and right. and uh you were you were kind of shaking everything down i remember that you brought a i think you just brought either a shock a shock or a fork one of the two and i found that odd. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and your bars you know and then that was it so uh yeah yeah it was our first taste of like as a family like you know growing up in canada and everything we're like oh, no, shit. thank you for yeah. that that's that's cool because we did so much crazy stuff in the beginning you know, it was the it was the new trend ATV. You know, quad racing. There was three wheelers, yeah, and four wheelers just took off, and went crazy, and uh, so we raced all kinds of stuff. We raced all kinds of fairground stuff. We raced arena cross stuff. Uh, I did a lot of different events, and it wasn't uncommon to go somewhere and win seven, eight hundred bucks in an evening. Yeah, and you know, you're talking the mid '80s, so yeah. that was really cool uh, to be able to do that. You know, yeah. I mean, it was did, it was just just fun. Did you do a, now we'll talk about your your transition to, to quad stuff, but did you do a lot of sure. bikes and quads at the same time? Like did, was that something that you did a lot of? Um, not really. Okay. I, I didn't yeah. even remember doing that. I'll tell you what I did do though. <laughs> I, I I I'm probably the only guy to ever race and jump down the LA Coliseum on a dirt bike. Yeah. On a quad and you know, on a in a stadium truck. Oh, you did stadium truck stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I almost moved from uh, quad ATVs to stadium trucks mm-hmm. in about ninety or ninety one. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, and I'll tell you something you don't think about, but on a dirt bike or or quad, you you know, a motocross bike or quad, you you jump off the peristyle and yeah. and you you can see where you're going to land, and in a truck. You cannot see what's <laughs> below you because sure. the hood's in the way. Right, right. So it's the most frightening thing, and you're looking at the seats all the way across at the top of the other part of the portion of the stadium. So very odd feeling. Uh, no, that's funny. Yeah. Um, you'll have to bear with me a little bit because my knowledge of quad racing isn't the strongest. So I might ask some dumb questions no. in this thing, but uh, no, just, totally just, cool. just bear with us, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and thanks for doing this. So obviously your, your nickname was a Chino Charger, and so Chino, California, yeah. uh, born and raised there. You got ninth overall. In uh, in the nationals, one year, one twenty five nationals. So you were a very, very good motocrosser. Um, I, I have to, I have to correct you. There. Okay. Okay. So in in nineteen eighty one, I got tenth. Okay. One twenty five nationals. Yep. And nine, and then in eighty two, I got seventh. So ah. I was top privateer in eighty two. Okay. And I'll give you so a little bit of history here. So pretty cool when you look at it. In 81, I had been hurt in 1980. I was out like eight months. So mm-hmm. I was kind of gingerly slow. Uh, and there were there was like 12 works bikes. And I'm talking about 12 in the 125 bikes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and the works bikes were, I don't know, five seconds, seven seconds, slap bass. Yeah. Really, really crazy. But Magoo got ninth in 81. Uh-huh. Okay, so think about that one. And then went to Honda's. And I'm not saying as fast as Magoo, but because yeah. Danny was really fast. But. Uh, but that, that's kind of give you an idea. Then the next year, I get I get 
I get seventh, and, and Bob Hanna gets sixth. Obviously, I'm not as fast as Bob, Bob once again. Both those guys went on to Hondas and won everything yeah. in the world, really. So it kind of gives you an idea how tough that class was how, and how difficult the racing was back then. Yeah, it really was. And I was talking to uh, Doug Dubach, who's a good buddy of mine, about you a little bit. And sure. he, he was saying, like, in Southern California – you know, back then you could race five, six, seven times a week, uh, and yes. it was profitable, and it was night races. And he he told me you were amazing at these these races. You couldn't be beat. Uh, good starter, yeah. good starter, and where there was cash to be paid, you were going there racing, and you were going to do very well, if not win. Yeah, well, I, I I when I was a beginner, I before I was a beginner, I used to go to a track called Claude Osteen's right by my house here in Chino. Okay, and I would practice starts all day long. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, I liked it. And obviously, you know, it helped me a lot in my racing because a guy is faster than you. you got a 10-second lead and only five laps left, and he's a second faster. You still beat him, right? So that's how that tends to work out. It's just a numbers game. But, um, no, I, I, I could start really well, and I was a good tester. Um, and, and, and then the other thing is, too, that the night racing was really big. Like, I'll give you an idea. I, I won the 76-125 National uh, title at Irwindale. Irwindale, okay. Irwindale was like like one of the premier tracks, yep. and was was CMC, Stu Peters, and them. And there was like three thousand spectators there. <laughs> Stu told me that night. Now that's in a small area. That's like ten thousand people. It's like yeah. a, you know, like a, a a regular Supercross event. So it was really cool to live through that period back in the day. And you could make pretty good money. Even though you weren't a factory yeah, you guy, gotta, yeah, we'd been, you know, we'd win 150 bucks on a Friday night, and David Taylor and I talked about that, and it would last us probably a month, and we lived with our parents, but yeah. we had spending money, and that's a lot of dough back then. Yeah, you know, really, didn't right? Cost as much. Yeah, it was really good. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's a different type of scene, different deal. Did you do much Supercross? It doesn't look like you did. Did you? I, I, I did, but here's the problem: what happened in those days was the buy, the the tracks were like. We didn't have anywhere to practice it. So the right. tracks were really, the jumps were about 10 foot tall, 8 foot tall, and they literally were peaked. There was no landing ramp. Yeah. It, was like a, yeah. it was like a snow cone, you know, uh, bottom of a snow cone, you know, holder. <laughs> and I got to tell you, uh, if you didn't make it, you, you, you were getting sent to the hospital. So I rode back then, I rode in 82, I rode with, for Suzuki, but the bikes were, the 250s were real, not a lot of bottom end, yeah. uh, real pipey. And then they also, we didn't have factory suspension. So like almost all the, uh, what, what you'd call support riders had factory show stuff or factory yep. KYB stuff. And so the suspension was quite a bit better. And you go, well, how, you know, how can that make a big difference? If you watch the old films, you can see. Yeah. And, and production bikes were, you know, they're big sack potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. Um, yeah. And, and the, but the, the RM125 was pretty good back there motor wise, for sure. They were light, they were oh, light, oh, they were ph good, right? Ph yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. The suspension, like Magoo in 81, uh -huh. I was riding Yamahas, did not like them. And, uh, he, he, he got on the, the Suzuki's and, and Paul Thede, my good friend at Racetech, um, which is also a good friend at Doug's. Um, Paul, uh, did the motor cause Paul did my motor, did yeah. my suspension. And that's the bike that I got in, uh, you know, top privateer on. Right. Did you, so did, in, in 82, did you get a sniff of anybody? Give me more support. Like, we're, like, obviously I, I you tell know. you, it was, it, it was really tough. Uh, it's an age thing and sometimes it's, it's a numbers thing and, and you just never know. It's, it's the luck of the doll, like anything, but I, I never did. I, no. I, I got, what was really disappointing is I got top privateer and usually you go right from there to works ride. Yeah. But I didn't, and the the rise was starting to dry up, and it was fine. I got offered, 
I actually, Mitch at Pro Circuit was going to give me a factory Husky ride, but the bikes, I love Mitch. Mitch is a great guy. We just had a good, great conversation earlier this year at Supercross, but you know, the, or last year, yeah, it was this year. The, the reality is the bikes were like bit 180s, so yeah. they were very slow, yeah. and 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 I, I didn't want to do that. So I got offered a you know Kawasaki bike, some cards, stuff like that. Yeah. I turned it down. Yeah. And so I went to work for Paul Thede at Race Tech, and I did a bunch of arena cross events and yeah. made money playing around doing that. Yeah, almost like the... Like you, you go and you get tenth, you get seventh. Those are good results, and, and you get you know bikes and parts offer, and you're just like screw yes. it, screw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like to give you an idea, at the end of '82, I had like seven grand in the bank, most I'd ever had. But I looked at it and went, "Wow, that's not a lot of money." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it was a lot of work, and and uh, mm. I, I didn't mind putting in the work. You just have to have right. money at the end of the rainbow. Um. Know? Dude, how and so I did, did one of these with Pat Alexander uh, a little sure. while ago. It hasn't come out yet, but and Pat was right. a, a great storyteller. And a couple things: yeah. your, your name came up when regards to the boom of quads, which we'll get to. Right. Uh, and the second thing was we talked about Bomber and how good was Bomber? Oh God! <laughs> how good well, was Barnett? Well, well, I'll give you an idea. Like like Amira and Wardy were just yeah. badass, right. right? Okay. Yep. I mean Barney could it didn't matter i mean the bikes the first off the bike he was riding sounded like a 500 okay <laughs> and then he yeah. was this so i'm not taking anything away from him because mark was just a total stud right he the bike the handlebars you've seen the photo where the mm-hmm. bars are bent out and he still yeah. gets back up gets third or so i don't even know right. he yeah. the guy was an animal he was in a league of his own um and then you had you had jeff ward you had yeah. you know you had uh amira but the names just went on forever yeah, you know, yeah, and and to kind of give you an idea, in those motorcycle days, I could go to Saddleback Carlsbad, battle with George Holland or Scott Burnworth, and I would beat them. Okay, on production bikes, they'd be on R and D production bikes. Two weeks later, they'd be on works bikes. I would never see them again. Yeah, yeah, they were now, big, huh? I, yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, the bikes were gnarly, and not taking anything away from the guys, they were just so gnarly because I think they weighed probably 170. So yeah. if my bike weighed 210, 215, think about that 20, that's that 20% swing factor. Yeah, Pat was talking about, they changed the AMA rules because of that factory Suzuki yeah. when they first came out, you know. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I, I I was a fan of Barnett growing up when, you know, when I was right. picking you up for Winnipeg Arena Cross, Barnett was my guy yeah. and, and Rollerball too, uh-huh. being Canadian. But, um, uh-huh. but like, I do these, I talk to, I see Wardy and Hannah and O'Mara way more than I ever see Barnett nowadays. Right. And right. like Wardy and Hannah and and O'Mara, they all won more t- races than Mark. They in some cases they have more titles than Mark. The respect right. those guys have for Barnett is off the yeah. charts. They just they're just like he was an animal. He was a pure animal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Ross Ross Peterson told me a story where he would just ride till the bike was out of gas. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and, yeah. and Ross from you know Enzo he KYB he he would go and. He would stay with him, and he'd live out. And he said Barnett lived out in this in middle sticks, of nowhere. Right? I wanna, yeah. yeah, like the sticks. I want to say in Georgia or something. Yeah. And he would just ride. He he was a he was an incredible guy, an athlete, you know. And yeah. and I think he was willing to work to do whatever it took mm-hmm. to get to the top. Hannah was that way, and so was a Marin Wardy. I yeah. mean, they they yeah. all were. No, yeah. absolutely right. Um, yeah. So, uh, Race Tech is actually a, a good sponsor of ours over the years. Uh, I've met mm-hmm. Paul a bunch. Uh, talked didn't want to pod, done a podcast with Paul. Uh, interesting that you went to go work there early in the days of Race Tech. Now that we know what they are now yeah. and everything else. But man, is there a more smart? Is there a smarter, more unique guy than Paul Feed in the, in the entire industry? No, <laughs> like, no. Right? We used to call Paul 
uh, our techno geek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because and 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 I and I you know Paul is obviously a good friend, and uh, we used to. I, I remember. And he's going to hate me for this, but it's true. <laughs> he is going to hate me for this. So Paul was working at Triumph Suzuki Pomona, and later it was called Suzuki Pomona, and I was sponsored by them. And and I used to go in there, and they're right up the street. Mm-hmm. Paul worked there, and Paul's got a degree in chemical. Uh, uh, no, I'm yeah. What is he? Not chemical. He, mechanical engineer. Mm-hmm. So he's got a degree in mechanical engineering. He he graduated Cal Poly, one of the toughest engineering you know schools in the state. Uh, summa cum laude mm-hmm. to give you an idea how smart he yeah. is. Okay, so Paul, uh, one day we're talking, and Paul rode 125 and I was riding 125 Pro, and we're talking, and we started hanging out a little bit, and we started, you know, going to work out and stuff. And I asked him, I said, you know, you ride pretty good. And I go, what's done to your bike? I go, is it ported or? And he goes, porting. What's porting? <laughs> <laughs> and and he will deny that. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay, telling right, you right yeah, now. Yeah. But it, well, that's how close we are. So. Yeah. But and then and then I'll listen to this one. So Paul, this fast forward real quick. So Paul did my 125 Honda 1980, yeah. and it was fast as all get out. And I got hurt a lot that year, so I didn't get to show the speed. Uh, and then later, fast forward to 81, 82, he did my bike in 81. That's when Danny um, actually went to Paul and got Paul to do his motor also. And that got Danny Ninth and 125 Nationals that year, and of course got him a factory ride. Yeah. So Paul's done a lot of cool stuff in yeah. the industry. How about like the fact that you know he does this suspension for so long, and, and he helps so many riders out, and he's like, you know what? Everyone's just going to take your shit apart and copy it. So here, here, everybody, I'll set you up. I'll set right. you up in a service center wherever you are. I'll give you right. my specs. I'll give you the right. equipment you need. I'll give you the valving. I'll give you everything. Uh, and you just look at it and you're like, wow, that's really smart. Like, you know, he just thought of it of a different way. Yeah, he's he's a really intelligent guy. Yeah. And a real driven guy. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, I mean, he would work endless nights at Race Tech. It was incredible. He, uh-huh. he, you know, he's just one of those guys. What did you do there when you were at, after 82? Like, what'd you do? Well, well uh, I, I, I needed a job, and he goes, well, you know, why don't you, can, you know, I'll show you how to take apart and put together shocks, and, uh-huh. and, the, and the business is very small, and uh, okay, cool, so I disassembled assembled shocks, and Paul would valve them, and, and I remember, you know, it, this is another funny one, so I go, Paul, why didn't you tell me, like, what the new Kawasaki needs, or the new Honda, or the 125, you know, blah, 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 and I didn't know I could sell then, I'm, obviously I'm a sales guy, but I didn't really realize that so i it's so funny and Ron, a guy named ron schuler uh worked there too schuler did the forks i did the shocks and, okay and so paul go no 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 it's just too technical and, and this and that you know and so it's just a kind of a funny thing you know uh and and sometimes you never know what abilities or skills you may or may not have mm-hmm. you yeah. know so in the rv yeah. industry today like i train sales guys you know, at dealerships and stuff yeah. like that, you know, feature benefit product and stuff. doesn't make me a genius. just makes me know what I know. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. Funny looking at your results, too. I would have thought for sure Saddleback or Carlsbad, you would have killed it, and you had good results there. But your career best finish fourth was it was in Tampa, Sunshine yeah. Speedway, which is still there, by the way. But, uh, I know. yeah, funny funny <laughs> that, you're, that, you're, that your career well, best is. Well, I got one for you. Yeah. I, got, I got a really good one for you. Okay. So you're talking about St. Pete, right? So. I, in 78, my dad dies. And so like in February that mm-hmm. year, and I didn't know if I wanted to race. And I, so I go on this rampage. And sometimes you get this inner power, strength, desire, drive, whatever, and 
well, I decided my dad wanted me to race. My mom mm-hmm. said, yeah. So, so I went out and raced all these series, and they had a Trans AME series. I battled with Daryl Schultz and Chappie Belos. And I think Belos won the series, but I, I beat him most of the time, uh, you know, at the events. But obviously, he had better finish or something mm-hmm. overall. But, but um, uh, and, and Chappie went on and got a works, works Kawasaki ride. He had some in there or something, and God bless him. But uh, then we go back east, and I take my own money. And a good buddy of mine, Jim Harris, he's a local pro here, good friend of mine. And uh, we go back east, and so we go to, this is a pretty funny story. I'm, I'm fast as I'll get out, meaning I can beat just about anybody local, right? Yep. And, and remember, if you can beat anybody at Saddleback or Carlsbad or any of these tracks, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, because uh, it's like a national. Anyway, so uh, we, go, we go back to no, St. Joe, Missouri. I'm trying to remember. That's the first time I've ever seen Doug Dumokas, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doug okay. was wheeling around yeah. the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So you had that photo you posted, right? So anyway, uh, and so I go, I get off in the heat. We, we had to have qualifiers, and I get second to Gregson. And then the main comes, first two motos, and, and, I'm, and I'm going. And I didn't know anything about humidity. Yeah. So I'm riding, and I'm in the shape of my life. And I, I come from like 12th to 6th, and I'm going. And I start getting dizzy. <laughs> I got to tell you, I did not finish the day. And, and, and there was a number of factory riders that went to the hospital for heat exhaustion. Oh, yeah. It was that yeah, hot, that, and it was that, that bad. Yeah. August. Yeah, really, yeah. really ugly. So we went to the next event, and I got 6th. I rode last three nationals. So we went to the next event and got 6th. And then the final event, um, we went, and uh, I was winning the first moto, which is St. Pete, by, I don't know, almost 40 seconds. And there's about three, three and a half, three, four laps to go. I'm on cruise control, and the rod, uh, the, the mag seal leaked on that Suzuki 78 model, uh-huh. and it ceased. And so, oh. so the next moto I didn't ride, I was so disgusted. But yeah. I should have put, the, I, put I, I got an OP ride for that, and that's okay. the fourth you're talking about. Yeah. I hated the Yamaha's. It didn't have anything to do with the, Yamaha. It just, uh, I just didn't like the bike, you know, in 79. The LP, so, L- LP Yamaha, right? Uh, well, oh, LOP Racing LOP, sponsored yeah. me. Lorenz. Lorenz, so Lorenz that's sponsored it. me. So right. I got that ride, what happened. And I actually, the first half of the year, I we had production bikes. They, they were just not that good. And mm-hmm. So Lorenz talked me into going back east. So Taylor and I both rode for LOP. We went back, we went back this time. This is 79 to ride the last four nationals. And I would have probably got a factory ride out of that. Uh, Ron Sun got one, so did Richie Kuhn. Uh-huh. Um, I was beating those guys all those events, but I like we went to I want to call it Raleigh. Had this gnarly jump at Raleigh. I want to, in the Carolinas there. I and it, it, I got a flat first moto. I was up in top five. Second moto, I got it. I blew off the wheel, and then we went to Binghamton. And the chain broke the first moto. Obviously, my mechanic was not doing a good job. <laughs> uh, it broke the first lap. I broke the chain. And the second moto, I worked my way all the way up till probably the last 10 minutes of moto. Remember, these are 45-minute motos. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had passed Myerskopf and whoever. I got up into third or fourth, and the chain fell off. The oh. tensioner was loose. Oh, so nice. not good. Yeah. So last event was St. Pete, and I got fourth. So I, if I could have finished those yeah, yeah. events, you yeah. know. Uh, then it would have uh, been a little bit different, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Racing's like that, right? Um, are well, you... t- it's timing. It's timing. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and, and if you're not in shape, you're not prepared. There's a million things that could go wrong. Um, you know? Are you so? Are you in Myerskoff's and Wardy's uh, classes and as, as an amateur and eighty guy and all that, or no? No. Okay. No, I'm older than him. You're older than so, him. Okay. Yeah. So, so I want to say, Jeff. I don't know about Brian, but I, I think Jeff is 58, 59. I'm 62. So they were, you know, three or four okay. years behind me. 
Right. Uh, I did a No Fear story, and that Lorenz guy came up in there a few times, and uh-huh. he, he sounded like quite a character, quite a guy. Oh, oh my God. You want to you want to hear something funny? So, so Richie Kuhn and I were brand new on the team, and, you know, it's 79, and and uh, we're, we meet Lorenz for the first time up now, in Hangtown. his dad Go invented ahead. razor blades? What did his dad invent? No, his no, dad was Kodak, some something type, Kodak or his, something. His, his dad was a mad scientist. Yes, I don't yes. know. Right, right. And, and, and Lorenz was this crazy alcoholic. He talked Demokas into chewing glass. <laughs> Demokas did it. He talked Demokas into an, a flaming shot at, after that St. Pete race. And Demokas... <laughs> Uh, see, when you do a flaming shot, I've never done one, but you're supposed to blow it out. Okay. The alcohol. okay. Yeah, yeah. So Demokas didn't know that. So poor Doug went to drink it and threw the alcohol all over his face. It's like 151 Bacardi <laughs> and burned his face all up. And oh my God, the party dispersed immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was Lorenz. <laughs> but Lorenz, we meet Lorenz and we're going to get the rent a car. And he goes, I can make this car burn the tires 60 miles an hour. You want to bet? And I go, yeah, I'll bet you. You can't burn it 60. Yeah, I can. And, of course, he popped it in reverse and burnt the tires. We were freaked out. Oh, boy. You know, first time yeah. we'd ever seen that because we were young, you know, yeah. at that time. Yeah. But funny. I, yeah, yeah. Lorenz is really a character. I, I heard. I heard some stuff for sure back <laughs> then. Life's a beach and then no fear and everything else. Um, So how does Gary Denton uh, – uh, no longer racing, uh, working at Race Tech. Who puts you on a quad? '84, uh, I think these things came out. Suzuki comes out with the with the. And Pat Alexander was talking about the debut of these. Where it was at? Uh, I want to say he said Corona Speed, Corona Raceway, or something. And he said none of the other OEMs saw them coming. Nobody knew they were working on them. Nobody knew. You know, three wheelers, of course, were kind of dying. Right. Um, and he, Pat was just like. The other OEMs are like, holy shit. Like, and they just took off from there. And I believe this is 84. Well, I, I don't know exactly when they debuted, debuted. I can only know my history. Yeah. But I was working for Paul at Race Tech, and, and um, I'm racing moto a little bit. I'm playing around. And yeah. We race night, races make money, whatever, and stuff. So um, I get a call from Harry Clem. And I know Harry Clem from DG and mm-hmm. all that stuff. He used to do my motors there and stuff. So Harry calls me and he goes, hey, I'm looking for David Taylor's phone number, and Dave and I are buddies, you know. So I, I go, yeah, I go, I go, how you doing there? He goes, oh, good. He goes, yeah, I'm trying to find Taylor. He goes, I got these, he goes, I, I got these ATVs, these things called quad racers, and I need somebody to whole shot on one. And as he's saying it, he starts to realize he's talking to, I, I was called, quote, the whole shot king, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I could whole shot just about yeah. anything. What year so, is this? What, what, what year is this? This is 1985. Oh, it's 85. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so like I said, I don't know about the 84, but right. so, so Hannah goes, <laughs> we call him Hannah. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, man. I go, yeah. I go, I he goes, thinking whole shot when I go, give me a break. I'm sure I can. So, so then he goes, well, okay, well, we're going to race Thursday night at Corona, just like you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, this is kind of funny. So, I, okay, so I get off the phone. He goes, well, okay, and I want to say it's like a, it's a, it's a Tuesday or something. And he goes, okay, we'll show up. Well, Thursday morning, and uh, you know, we'll meet you here and we'll go ride it. So I go out and I meet him in a ride thing, and I tell Paul Theater to get off the phone. Tell Paul. And yeah. Paul goes, really? I go, yeah. I, go, well, I don't know. Yeah. You're like, so, I, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, so I may as well go try this thing. Yeah. Right. So, so I went out and we raced like a sportsman class, and and I hole shot and I win the thing. Right. Okay. So we rode that morning out yeah. in the fields out here in Chino. And then so two weeks later, we ride it again. 
and he has me ride the pro class and the sportsman class, and I win the sportsman. I hold something. And the pro class now, mind you, is mixed in with three wheelers and four wheelers. Oh, it is. Okay, but this it's both. thing's got these big old huge tires in the front, and what happens to big tires? They don't want to corner or anything. Yeah. And so, but prior to the event, this is kind of cool. Is this like Jimmy? Jimmy White is, this like, like this. is this Jimmy White days? Yeah, this is Jimmy yeah, White dude, and yeah, Stevie Wright and these dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yes, yeah. So, so now remember, we're on a Thursday night, and and I should have told you the first time, but. There is, I'm not kidding, there's 400 riders on a Thursday night at Corona Raceway. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. Now, mind you, I used to race motocross there. I had bounties on me there because you know, night racing stuff, right? right. We were on Crandall. So Crandall's got all these people, and he's got this event that I did. none of us knew existed. They're all three-wheelers, majority, <laughs> yeah. except for this new class. Right. And so they mix us in with the three-wheelers. But prior to that, I'm at the snack bar stand, and there's this guy, and he's got all this bitching kawasaki gear on and uh-huh. jacket and all that stuff and yeah. it's jimmy white right, right, and I right. Said, so that's the guy and they go yeah it's a guy he's the guy he's a king so of the three-wheelers right yeah, yeah 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 and i don't know anything i don't know jimmy right so i'm going really he go yeah and i go so how much money does he make because i'm remember i can't make no money i'm, yeah. I'm working with paul i make money sure right so, anyway i make i win motos and I, local races i make money but whatever so so they go, man, he makes 120, 150 grand a year or something like that. I go, what? Yeah. They go, yeah. This I go, mid-80s I can too. ride. This, is, this, this is, is me, man. Yeah. I can ride these things. Right? So, <laughs> so, so, so anyway, not taking anything away from Jimmy, I'm just thinking quads, right? So anyway, moral of the story, in the bit, it's so funny because we go into this corner. I get out in front and guys are getting around me because, you know, they're, they're, they're faster and I'll get out and stuff. And, and so we're racing. We go into this corner and Jimmy comes from the outside on a three-wheeler. Mind you, I'm riding a quad. And I see this guy because on a on a three wheel you got to hang way off right? yeah. to corner, and so he's doing that. And I thought, well, you're not passing me, so I just stuck my wheel in there. Hits his back wheel, hits my front wheel, and he flips over, and we get hung up a little bit. <laughs> and he's flipping me off, and I go, shit, this guy's big. I better get out of here. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and Jimmy and I still laugh. He goes, I don't remember it. I go, well, I do. Yeah, it yeah. was a big deal, you right. know. And and, uh, and and of course his bike sound like a top field dragster, you know. So then, so back bikes. then the. Was it the three wheelers were better than the quads, or the the racers were better than you guys early well, early on? Well, here's well, you got to remember, I didn't know how to really ride one, right? And 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 when you would sit on one, and I can tell you why most motocross riders didn't ride them, they were afraid. Yeah. And so what they're afraid of, and I can tell you, I I, I I'll give you a quick example. I raced saddleback on a one twenty five two fifty pro day motocross. And didn't fall all day, one, all four motos, that kind of thing. Right. And my buddy rides up on a 250R three-wheeler. goes, hey, man, ride this thing. This thing's bitching. <laughs> and I go, ah, okay. Yeah. And remember, I hadn't fell all day. I get on the thing. I put my foot down right away, eat my yeah. leg up. Yeah, just, yeah, almost cruel. terrible. Right. Yeah, so, you know, that's an inherent problem. You, you, you're, you know, your yeah. natural thing is to put your foot down. So, so uh, that's why most guys didn't race them. They were intimidating. They're mm-hmm. big. You yeah. know, they were awkward. Although I can tell you, I was hurt a lot more on a motocross bike than I was yeah. in an ATV. You know, so that's that's fact. So you know, when you look at that, but but um, okay, yeah, so... they weren't sure what to do with the two classes. That's where you're headed with this. So so what ended up happening is in the beginning, Mickey Thompson races. Oh, well, let me let me tell you before we get. You want me to finish that, or do you want me to tell no, you how the transition? Whatever, yeah, transition, whatever you want, man. Okay, well, we'll, we'll go back to that. So okay. what happens is, uh, is we, um, we raced. Uh, so so we raced a couple of races. Harry Clem goes to Suzuki, and he says, "Hey, look at guys, you should spot." You know, sponsor this guy Denton. Yeah, should give him a factory ride. He'll go win the national title for you next year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, and Suzuki didn't have the budget, and they didn't want to do it, so they didn't do it. Well, my friend Harry uh, Terry Varner, another thing drops. Oh yeah, Varner. Yeah, Terry yeah. Varner comes by, and he comes by Race Tech, and 
And he says, hey, what's up? And and I know Terry from, because Terry used to work for Lorenz Softer. Oh, he did? Racing. Okay. Yeah, because Terry, Terry God, can you imagine area. Lorenz and Varner together? Oh, God, they'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, and they had to be, you know. Right. So so it's kind of like, you know, Varner worked for, for, for uh, FMF or Donnie Emler, too. Yeah. So, you know, Donnie and his younger days. Johnny's wild now, you know, but it's just funny. So so anyway, so uh, what ended up happening is Terry goes, hey, man, I just got a, you know, a big settlement of money they had coming to me, and I'm going to buy somebody a motocross bike. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about sponsoring Turner on a KTM. I go, why would you do that? I go, that, that makes sense. And I tell him about this ATV thing. He goes, wow. He goes, really? I go, yeah. I go, think yeah. about it. You can make a ton of money building motors. I can go win. He goes, think you win? I go, think I can win. I know I can win. So, because I'm, I'm seeing 120 grand a year, Jimmy White money. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, moral of the story, we get on these things and we go race them, right? And so he, he bought me a couple of quads and Terry built the motors and, and we started racing them. And so we raced all over. So, 85, um, we go and we race them and we go to. They're racing the three-wheelers with the quads at the Mickey Thompson events. Okay. okay? Yeah. So nobody knows what's really better, you know, and, and it's this all is, new. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, Mickey Thompson Supercrosses. Or are you talking about the Mickey no, Thompson no, Ultracross no, no, stuff? No, no. Yeah, Ultracross. Ultracrosses. So Mickey okay. Thompson, yeah, yeah. where they have ATVs, yeah. dirt bikes, trucks, quads, right, uh, right. trucks, yep. all that stuff. So, right. so buggies i didn't know uh, the series was around back then i didn't know ultra cost was was so cool you missed you missed it it was really oh i went to one i went to one in 1990 in san diego yeah Yeah. so you remember yeah so so anyway so we we go to some event i think i i think i get third at one event at the first mickey thompson i ride but i'm not in that good of shape and and then we go to about a three three weeks later is the trx out yet or no is this all just still quad suzuki stuff this is all just Suzuki. Okay. The TRX is not out. Yeah, yeah. This is this is eighty five. Okay. So we go toward the end of eighty five. We go to LA Coliseum. Now think about this. With LA Coliseum, there, the stands are I don't know. There's forty fifty thousand people there. Yeah. And there's all these different events. You know, you got trucks, you got buggies, mm-hmm. you got uh, ultra lights at Jimmy Johnson's racing. You got you know. Yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, you got Larry Brooks on motorcycles, and you got, right. of course, guys on quads. So it was a cool arrangement of, of events, but uh, types of racing. So anyway, I I go there, and uh, I they, they did this thing where you invert us, and I start on the third row in the heat, and I pass everybody, and I win. And I'm 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 I want to win this thing, and so in the main, Jimmy was there racing the three wheeler. I ended up winning the event, and I think he crashed or something. I'm not sure what exactly happened. So we just still didn't know who was fastest i yep. just ended up winning that event yep. and it was a premier win for me it was kind of set me you know on yep. pace to be the, the guy to beat kind of thing and so are you getting any bit, is this is, is is this suzuki support at all anything like or are you buying well, these things this is 85 so uh, yep. not yet okay. okay so so what happens is then we go to uh we you know we race a bunch of I, i'm winning all kinds of local stuff and yeah. i think i win another mickey's maybe a super bowl or something like that at, i mean uh rose bowl at, and I, I gotta tell you you know you see a lot of photographers at a supercross yeah i have never ever seen more photographers than at the i want to say it was the it was the uh it was the rose bowl yeah at pasadena and it was a supercross and we were halftime Okay. There was, there was, I want to say there was 50 of the guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they were all lined up with the biggest lenses you ever seen. And Suzuki had, of course, a trophy girl was a yeah. you know, playboy playmate and, you know, they really dolled now, it up. They had a big stage and all that stuff. I watched one of these where Hannah raced it. 
Hannah race, the halftime quad race? I don't. I don't think so. Are I, you sure? I'm positive. I. 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 I it's. It's. I want to say it was '86. His first year on Suzuki. I, I I never raced Bob. Okay, so you never raced him on a quad. And okay, I, right. I think you're dreaming that one. Okay, okay. I'm I'm, I'm going back. DS. I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you. <laughs> I'm going to go DS, back and okay. look at this video. Uh, uh, but because uh, because I rode with Bob when yep. we were doing testing and stuff, we all went and screwed around on the speedway right, right, track right. down at Carlsbad. But but because uh, okay. I know Bob, you know. But yeah. But um, so you were back you know, now. Like this is this. You're working for uh, Paul. Yeah. You're working Dude. for Paul, and now you are yeah. winning. You're winning these ultra crosses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens then? We you asked about three wheels. So I'm going to go. So I want to say it's dirt wheels. Could have been three or four wheel action, yeah. but they go. Okay, want to do a, a shootout between you, the quad guy, the yeah. king, and Jimmy White. Yep. Okay, so we go down to Brona Oaks, and we go out and we do. I don't know. We do motocross, and we do lap times, and mm-hmm. and I beat them. I guess I'm not timing, but we beat up quite a, quite a bit, and then we go and we do TT, and and I beat him, and then we do starts, and he beats me because the bikes are fast, yeah. you know, and and um, and oh. I don't even know power to weight ratio, but but his his his, his cowboys were fast, so yeah. and my not my 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 bike was not a slouch, but these but, the, are these not just RM250 motors? Are they different? I don't even know. Uh, well, like, are they? They're they they are different. They had calendar balancers. Oh, they did. They are okay. different. Okay. Yes, right. yes. They were specialized for the ATV. Right. They do a calendar balancer, so they didn't have vibration things of that nature. But so anyway, so we do starts, and Jimmy, you know, beats me. But then we go. Okay, so I'm done. We're done with the test. Yep. They go. Well, wait a minute. We have not done speedway, and they have to bring that up. <laughs> and I'm going. Shit, I'm the guy. You know, man, yeah. I'm the man. Yeah. And I swear, if you'd have been there, you'd have went, whoa, because. Jimmy gets out there and rides the speedway track, and he's so fast. I mean, he's wide open the whole yeah, way. Yeah, just drifting. The, the, <laughs> buddy, I'm telling you, you're just like, wow, that's like poetry motion. I'm going, no way can I beat him. Well, there's a difference in style and how you ride them, okay? And so the quad, the, you, you know, you have, you know, it's a speedway track, so you have two corners, basically. So right. you, you can call it three and four and all that, but it's really two corners. So he's actually three and four. And, you know, one, two, and three, and four. Yeah. And I'm actually one and two. Yeah. So that's how I ride. I go inside, all the way yeah. outside, inside, stop, break, hook up, come off. Yep. And I beat him. I oh, beat okay. him by half a second. or And then we do it again, and I beat him by three quarters of a second. Oh, poor Jimmy White. He's just getting Yeah, he, poor Jimmy. So, Jimmy's seen so the, future of his, of the future of his whole career is going <laughs> yeah, down, the t- yeah. down the tubes. No, it's true, though. Right. I mean, it's just like crazy, right? And so now fast forward, we go to 86, and Suzuki approaches me and says, okay, we get bikes, parts, money. Yeah. And so we go out and we race everywhere and race in all these different events. And, and I end up getting – And these things are selling like crazy, by the way, for people like who don't crazy. know. Like, yeah, they're, we're, we're, they're selling. We're, like. we're full-page ads. I'm, I, could, I couldn't even get on TV as a motocross rider. Right. I mean, I was, in, I was in Cycle News, all local stuff. Yeah. And, you know, but, but as you get into the nationals and you're a guy getting – I don't know, sixth, seventh, fifth, fourth, whatever, you're not winning, okay? It doesn't matter. So you're not covers, you're not on TV, you're not in ads, you're not, 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 not. So I was getting everything. Everything I always wanted in moto, I'm getting now in ATV, so it's cool. And all my buddies, now here's a funny one for you. This is totally cool. So we're up, and I'm going to say it's the next year, probably 87, but we're up at like Mammoth. And this is really funny. So we're up at Mammoth, and, and uh, it's Doug Dubach and Mike Byer and maybe Paul Thede and a bunch of maybe the Manning guys. We all rented a condo. And we go up there to race. And I'm up there just practicing, right? 
and they're all going, man, motocross sucks. We can't get rides. You can't make money. They're this, this, that. And I'm, and they're all giving me crap about riding this couch. Yeah. You ride this couch, yeah, you're yeah. a couch rider. And I'm making, I just signed a huge contract, right? We're going to go back to 86, but I just signed this huge contract and I'm pouring cereal and I go, you know, this quad racing sure is good to me. <laughs> really <laughs> good. Going, yeah. You. I know. Then, right. You know, totally. So, so, you know, but those are good times and, 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 and it changes pretty radically. You, you really don't have any idea, you know, um, um, and 86, I went through 86. I, I think we had a, I think the nationals were like eight races and I, you know, it, it must've been like eight races. I, I won three events and I broke three events. Oh, okay. So what, what, I would have won the what, title. What, what breaks on that stuff? Like suspension stuff, arms and well, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, we we popped we we blew up a uh, there might have been some funny, you know, juice in the motor one time. You know, <laughs> one of my motor builders thought it would be appropriate. I said I don't need it. You yeah, know? yeah. But and so that was at a TT. So that happened. And then uh, I had a I had a uh, what happened? Tie rod broke at Loretta's. And then the other one, um, the front end broke off or something. We tried some special frame because so we you, couldn't win the title. Are you doing moto? You said in the, the, the national series. I know at some point you're racing TT also. Um, are you doing when you're doing Mickey Thompson? Like, are you doing three different disciplines here? Yeah, we were. The, the Nationals were apprised of TT and Moto, so you race oh, you know, okay. like ten, you ten, ten or twelve events, and so half of it's TT and half yep. of it's Moto. So you got to split the two, and then Mickey Thompson's just its own series. I never really went after the Mickey Thompson title until the end. Okay, and even because it was way more prestigious to win an outdoor national and it was way more difficult, you know? So yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it was a TT or motocross, it was really hard. I mean, there was, uh, the guys were incredibly fast, you know? Uh, so, and, and then the other thing too that happened, which a lot of the guys don't talk about it, but even during all the racing time, I was about, I was about 10 years older than most of the guys. Yeah, I guess. You right? remember. Sure. Yeah. You had a whole moto career. Yeah. So yeah. you have to understand that I was probably, I started when I was like 27. So I was, you know, older, yeah. and as you know, you can't train as hard to prepare. So I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from any of that, uh, yeah. any of those guys or any of that. I'm just saying it was more difficult. As I got right to the end of my career, it was very difficult. I, I'd ha I could only ride one moto and, and, and swim and right. do things like that, you know, to be able to hang. Um, so. And also at this, around this time, uh, 60 minutes, uh, somebody, ABC does some – Thing yeah. where, where three wheelers are just they're the devil oh, now. God. I, I mean, they, yeah, and they uh, were uh, super dangerous three wheelers. Yeah, they they were. But here's the deal. Here's how I look at all of it. Yeah. It was Barbara Walters, by the way. They go, don't ride. She's up there. Don't ride a three wheel. You'll kill yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh my God. I I I, I you know I gotta tell you I just and like I, overnight the three wheelers just die. It's crazy. Buddy, yeah. Buddy, I'm telling you that 60 minute article killed it. And here's the deal. There wasn't enough discipline, you know, or, you know, whatever training and education and all those things. But, right. uh, but if you take a gun and put it to your head and pull the trigger, would it kill you? Yeah. yeah. And I love guns. I have yeah. guns. So don't, yeah. let's just look at it. If I take my, my, my car and I run it in a black wall, block wall and I die, right. was it my fault? Yeah. I mean, come on. The same thing with the three wheeler. But anyway, they, they, the factories had to, you know, stop it. So, so here's what happened. So at the end of 86, let's go back to that real quick and I'll tell you what happened. So Suzuki signed these four riders and it was, you know, Jim Putman, Jeff Watts, uh, Rodney Gentry, the guy that won the title in 86 and then myself. Right. So we just signed these big contracts and I got like 
I don't know. I I made a hundred grand that year, but I got like fifty grand in uh, in salary, yeah, and then thirty yeah. grand for a bonus. So think about this, nice. right? Yeah. So if you win the title, so we're out testing at El Mirage before the season. We're riding older bikes. Eighty-seven bikes are out, but we're riding eighty-sixes. I don't for whatever reason they don't air freight the new bikes. Right. In. And we're out there riding them, and and Chuck Duran's a the manager, you're going to love us. There's almost not an eight-time champion. So we're riding these bikes for like three three days. We're testing and testing. They're garbage. Oh, and okay. whatever yeah. the motors they gave us, whatever they put on them, they got they got Makuni carburetors on them, key hands. They got, and I don't care what they got as long as they work, but they don't work. And I'd already been through this in my moto career, and this is my chance. And you got to remember, I'm making about – I'm making about sixty grand a year rate working at Race Tech yep. and racing local races yeah, yeah. on quads. And now I've got a chance to go make a hundred grand, but if I can't win a title, I'm not gonna make yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so what ends up happening is we're testing, testing. So on the third day I bring my my production based bike. Now remember these bikes are we're racing for a factory. They're just production bikes. Yeah. Everybody thinks they've got all those tricks. No, they're readily available parts. They're not nothing trick. And I don't know who ported the motor or did them, but they're the biggest garbage I'd ever ridden. Okay? And so I thought, I'm disgusted. I just signed this big money contract. Yeah. I, I'm going to have I, – I finally get my factory ride, and I'm on this bike that's just horrible. So I thought, I can't do this to myself. So I go to Chuck Duran, and nobody wants to say anything. So yeah. I'm not there to make trouble, but I see the end when I don't. So I go to Chuck Duran, and, and it's just him and I. And I go, look at here's the deal. I want out of my contract. I want you to call Shiganoya, he's president of Suzuki yeah. at the time, yeah. and I says I want you to get a hold of him and tell him I want out of the contract. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, here's the problem. I'm gonna these bikes are garbage, and you're telling us we have to ride what you give us. I said my bike's way faster, my bike's way better, yeah. and you want me to go out and win a national title. Well, at the end of the year, I'm not going to win the title, so Suzuki's not going to sign me again. So it's irrelevant. I'm not going to win the title. I'm not going to get another contract. Yeah. So I'll just go back to work. I'll just make my sixty grand a year and stay home, you know, and have a good time. And and I didn't say it exactly like that, but it's pretty much like that. And Chuck just he had tears in his eyes. And I wasn't trying to be mean. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be, you know, unruly or any of that. It was just fact. And so he said, well, uh, well, let me talk. Let me think about it, and we'll talk tomorrow, okay? So he came back the next day, and he sat us all down and said, look, you guys can ride whatever motors you want until we get this sorted out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So th- so there was almost, once again, not an eight-time shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because because I, I was willing. It wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? I, so did you guys I, I all like have four different motor builders and four different yeah, sort of everything? Yeah, everybody just scrambled. So right. I had Varner's stuff at the time, and yeah. so we just bolted on the same stuff. Uh, and and we went to Pomona. was the first national. Luckily, it was right here. Two weeks later, rode the thing, and I luckily won that event. Um, and then we went on down the road, and then later we got better motors and stuff, and we got the 87 bikes. We're racing the 86 bikes, and it was 87. Oh, really? There were, private- there were privateers with <laughs> – <laughs> the bitch in 87 bikes were riding old. So it was kind and, of a weird deal. And when does know? the TRX come out? It came out in 86, but got to remember, Factory Honda did not. Um, but stock oh, the, you know what? But stock you, you the stock, what were they better or no? 
uh, that bike was, I didn't ride it. So I didn't ride it till later. Okay. I didn't okay. ride Honda, you know, Honda still yeah. later, but they probably handled better. Mm -hmm. Those bikes were a little heavier. The 86s, 87s were 40 pounds heavier than the 88, 89 bike. Oh, okay. what I want to understand. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so what happened was I raced against Honda and, oh, and I got a great story for you in 86. So do you, I, I don't know if, do you know Chuck Miller yeah. from Honda? Yeah. Okay, so yep. Mill and I are good buddies, right? So Mill worked for Suzuki at the time. Oh, he did? I didn't know Chuck uh, ever worked in, for Suzuki. In 87. Okay. But let's go back to 86. So we're at, like, the Rose Bowl, and we raced a national. We're at a Mickey's, but we raced a national, I don't know, a few weeks earlier in Raleigh, North Carolina. And so his rider, Stevie Wright, had been ramming me the first half a lap or something and i got a flat tire i don't know if i got a flat tire because i jumped you know too far they had a double jump at a tt it was crazy <laughs> anyway but so and we had these tt white tight wheels on so anyway the tire the, the rim bent and i got a flat well i went over and looked at stevie's bike and he had this bumper that chuck had, had made and it looked like a ram guard right okay. and it had these pointed things so what <laughs> like i did no, no, no dude this gets really good so so we we go i so we go to Fast forward a couple weeks later now, and I I read the rules and I bolt on a couple of light brackets, and I have them down at the bottom, and I've got them all rounded like it says in the rule book, and I start telling the press I'm going to ram the crap out of you know Stevie, <laughs> Stevie Wright. Right. Yeah, I'm going to ram him with these. I'm he he cost me the event. So now I've got Miller, and I got some other Honda guys and maybe Wes McCoy. I've got dirt wheels there. And they're all, it got to be a big political thing. And Chuck goes, all right, all right. We'd be ha he goes, how did it bend? And I go, see these things? These are rubber. See these? They move. Yeah. And I, I, I we got the Honda lined up against the Suzuki. I mean, it was a big, big dramatic thing. It was, it was funny. And so Chuck goes, okay, I'll take the bumper off, put the stock one back. Would that make you happy? And I go, sure, yeah. I'll take my brackets right, off. So we did. But, but, and Miller and I are buddies today. I mean, yeah. uh, Mike Byer just had a birthday last year, and, and I got Chuck to show up. He lives right down the the street from Mike's house, and he ruined the neighborhood when he moved in. But but anyway, so Mill came down, and we were all laughing. We all laugh about all this yeah. stuff. It's just funny. Yeah, he's, you know? a, he's a great dude, Chuck. I talked oh, to him. Uh, he, I just talked to him maybe like a month ago. I'm doing a story on Kevin Windham, and, and he was at Honda yeah. then, and he was while well, he was running the race team then. So. Um, yeah. good, it was good to reconnect with him, uh, for sure. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, so Honda doesn't have a factory team, but you guys uh, are, are an 87 Suzuki factory. Yes. And, and so, I mean, yeah. you're pulling down 100. I mean, yeah, you're... you're I make you're, 100. You're earning it because, you, you know, you're not all base salary, but you're making money like a top 5 to 10 motocrosser at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But but you got to remember, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on TV... Yeah. Every week from Ascot Speed when you know we did that and 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 they're televising ABC Wild World Sports. Um, you know Steve Evans, he, yeah. God bless him, he yeah. passed away. But I mean we're we're racing at Carlsbad. He's interviewing me right after the event. Yeah. We're in all, full page ads and Cycle News, ATV News. I, I mean everything I ever wanted on Moto, yeah. I'm getting it in ATV racing. So you find out racing is just racing. Are you uh, are you practicing on moto at all or no? You practice you're you're you are you 100% yes. quads at this point. No, no, I actually practice on a motocross bike sometimes just break it up and, yep. and and what's really funny is all my moto buddies give me crap, right? You know, they ride a couch and riding this and that and you know I told you a story yeah. with Dubak and Byer yeah. and all those guys and Thede but and what happens is I go to like, uh, this is about 1990. I'm doing some suspension testing at Glen Helen and I'm on the big track out front, you know, the national track. And there was a guy named Mike Chamberlain 
he rode for uh, Mitch Payton Pro yeah. Circuit, split yeah. fire team. Remember him? Yep. Good racer, yep. right? Yep. Really fast. I could pass him, Matt Tedder, uh, Ross Maeda, uh, Mike Preston. They're all out there on their dirt bikes. I could pass them, wave them, pull over, wave them by, and repass them. No BS. Yeah, yeah. And and then here's another funny one. So I started giving them crap. I'd pull up in the pits and I'd go, "Hey, man," and 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 so th- then then I'm out there a few weeks later in Dubox there, yeah. and the track has like six whoops. So Doug can go three three and jump out. So he's about a half a second a lap faster. I have to go two two two, and that was where he's faster. Yeah. And the track was real kind. Trust me, quads are not as fast as dirt bikes on a moto track, but on the right track. They can be, and they'd be better, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it just depends. Well, what happens is Doug and I, Doug, I go, you're a little faster there. I go, let's go in the back track. So we go in the back track, the RM track, oh, yeah, and yeah. I beat him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I beat him. And, of course, he goes, you know, it's dusty. It says, I go, quit crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not as fast, but I tell you what, I did rub it in some people's faces. And then, actually, this year, um, man, it was Mike Byer. Rob Bytus, I can't remember who else was with us, and uh, we were sitting there at dinner, and Bytus told me, is it Iron Man where they had the quads? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Yep. They told me that the first practice, they were both the same lap times, the uh, dirt bikes and the quad guys. Now, probably what happened, because I wasn't there, is that the corners get big right yeah, about, corners, and I can't yeah. get through it. Right. But that's pretty impressive if you think about it. Right? Yeah, for sure. Well, actually, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pause your career for a second, and we'll, we'll, I'll ask you something that we were, we've been talking about a lot on our Pulp Mech show that we do sure. every Monday night, the last couple of nights, and I don't even know how it started, but somehow <laughs> we have angered Quad Nation. And and we've had uh, so we had uh, uh, Justin Jones call in uh, Gary's kid. Uh, yeah. We had a couple of ATV National Number Five guy call in and 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 all of this. And here's my here's my thing. So and and I used you as an example, Gary. I brought your name up on the show. So sure. I have the most respect for the quad guys. They're gnarly for sure. Uh, right. Joel Hentrick is the number one guy right now. He's a bad dude. Right. And Chad Weenan, fly racing guy yeah. uh, who sponsors this podcast, and a Yamaha guy. They're all great riders. But when you look at like Rodney Smith and 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 these guys that went to GNCC from Moto and they became champions, yeah. right? Uh, right? You went from being a top ten national rider to uh, a quad legend. Okay, uh, right. John Michelle Bale quits Moto, uh, gets a podium at MX uh, MX uh, Moto GP, I should say, in like year two, and right. I think he qualifies pretty well in two fifty uh, road race the the, the ninety three the next year. Right. Right. And, and I can go on and on. Uh, Ryan Sipes did flat track last year. I think he won a round or did really well. Uh-huh. So here's my point. Is, and my point on the show was a motocrosser can do anything. The quad guy, the road race guy, the flat tracker can't get on a motorbike and do anything, right? That's my whole point. And so we were talking about, I said, look, if you give Eli Tomac a couple of months He's running top five at a quad national, and, and Justin Brayton got brought into this because uh, he was doing the same lap times at they, when they raced Red Bud and, and everything else. And this this guy called in, this hammy guy called in, and anyway, so turned into a huge uh, thing. Great, great, great content <laughs> oh, for fun. our show. Like literally, it, we spent four hours well, on this. And my whole thing is, like, if the quad guys could do what Justin Brayton and Eli Tomac could, they would. There's more money, there's more exposure, there's more everything. Um, they right. can't, so they do what they do, and they're very good at it. Uh, but again, my whole premise, Gary, is that a moto guy can pick, and I used your name again, a moto guy can pick up some a quad and give him a few months, 
and, and, and he would be, you know, national pro level. Braden even tried Hendrick's quad last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. off of right. the show. And, uh, and he actually called and said it was pretty sketchy off the jumps <laughs> but 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 he and he and he was he was more impressed with the quad than i think he thought he would be as far as the horsepower of it and everything else um, right but where gary do you stand on this argument where well do you, where, where i, do you I stand? just told well here's my point if we look at iron man and we look at the first practice rob itis mm-hmm. highly respected told me they were identical lap times so i think it's equal equal abilities right there now I think it depends on the, the individual. I was told one time by a NASCAR champion guy that, and this guy was a champion, he said he was walking the track and talking to his mechanic, and he's looking up in stands and says, you know, there's some guy up there that can beat me. <laughs> <laughs> he can smoke all of us. So and my point is you don't, you don't ever know. Yeah. I don't know if Wienan or Hetrick, I, you know, I don't know if either one of them get on a motorbike and go just as fast. Because I can tell you, I was about as fast on my motorbike as I was my quad yeah. And, yeah. Uh, when we do lap times. So, it, and that depends on the track once again. Because the, well, the, just... the quad, the quad has, hold on, the quad yeah. has a very small circumference on the wheel. Yeah. So that's where, that's where the, it, 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 it makes up the corner, but it's hard over the jumps in sure. some cases. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. That's how I feel. I mean. It depends on the individual. You got it. You're, you're not helping us solve the argument, Gary. No, no, I'm not because I got to tell you, Wienan and Hedrick are badass, man. I watch those oh, guys I on, know. The, on the videos. They I know. Why? Uh, and, and, and I can tell you, I can tell you, the bikes they're riding are gnarly. Yeah. Um, I, I rode Doug Gus. I don't know. I rode his uh, 06 or yeah, yeah. 07 Whatever thing. I've been retired for quite a while, and there was this 90 foot tabletop, and I hadn't ridden the four, the four stroke stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to ride it all two stroke. Right. I got to tell you. I, I go, I can clear the whole thing. And it, was a, it wasn't a very good run. <laughs> yeah. And I'm riding it, riding it. Remember, I'm old. I'm 40-something. And I'm riding the thing. And I go, shit, I, could, I think I can jump into the corner <laughs> and clear this thing. Right. And so, I, remember, there's nobody on the track. It's at Glen Helen. It's a national track. And I'm just out there riding this thing. And I go, you know. Anyway, so the yeah. next day, I go watch the quad guys. And they go, because they were racing at national. And I got to tell you, buddy. They were jumping about 70%, like 60, 70% yeah, of the table. Yeah. I was jumping 90, but the next day I had a crick in my neck. I couldn't walk because, yeah. you know, Once my body it, wasn't yeah. used to it. Once, and but, also, but too, if kinda, you don't land all perfectly, it jerks you, right? Like if you don't. Oh, no, it's, yeah. they're, they're brutal. That's what most moto guys have a problem doing right. is going from moto to the quad. Yeah. They want to put their feet down. And they're really intimidated by jumping. It's just like Justin. Yeah, Brayton was saying Brayton. the same thing. Yeah, he was, yeah, he no, was that's saying what the I'm same saying. thing. Um, yeah, that's, my whole yeah, point is it. is just the motocrosser can do an, a top level motocrosser like yourself were back in the day, and and yeah. I just I think a motocrosser can do anything. I, I we've seen it with road race, we've seen it with you, we saw it with Sipes, we saw it in GNCC. You right. know, and, and that's my only point. It's just, well, and of course the quad I, guys I, got, they got their chip on their shoulder and they're very angry, but. Well, yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. You don't know if Hattrick or Queenan, here's a fact, can get on a dirt bike and haul us if they well, set their mind. Hendrick, no, Hendrick, Brayton has seen Hendrick ride a dirt bike and he's very good. Yeah, Hent- Brayton is impressed with Hendrick's moto speed, moto okay. skills, so. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I, I could see that, you know, yeah. and then it gets down to age. You're faster, you know, you're faster when you're younger. Yeah, so yeah, it really yeah. depends on what, at what point. And then you can say. Well, gosh, you know, the, the, the quad guy was older, uh, you know, when you race the thing. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the guys. I don't know how old Gust or how old, um, let's see, who else won a title. Uh, didn't come to my Did, come to me right now. But I think some of these guys were 40 when they won yeah, an yeah, ATV yeah. title. Well, when, but when, they still, how old were you on your I last one? How, how old were you on your last one? 36, 37. Oh, okay, yeah, so you're, yeah, you're getting up there, too, for, yeah, for, for racing-wise. Yeah. 
Uh, well, and then how many, you know, how many, how many years can you do it, you know, mentally? Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Gary Denton. Thanks you for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, also sponsored by Maxis, a big quad company as well for tires, Maxis uh, uh, tires. And uh, we want to thank the folks at Renthal as well. Uh, also, Race Tech is a big part of this. And uh, Gary just finished talking about Paul Feed and everything else. Pulp 20 is the code to save at racetech.com. Use the code and uh, and save yourself some money. Can, also- can I get a plug? Yeah, go ahead. Well, we're not quite done I yet. I want to get a plug you- to Wayne Henson. Wayne Henson was there for all of this one. Yeah, he started uh, in quad stuff, Henson, right? Well, the, all the, hey, he, he changed racing with clutch baskets. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. And I can tell you because he built them for me. And we were buddies, and he sponsored me for, I don't know, seven, eight years. Yeah. And the reality is, Wayne was there for me the whole time, and he built them because we had a problem. And I remember Mitch Payton going, nah, we don't need those. And then Mitch calls him about two years later and goes, hey, do you build, do you build those for Yamaha yeah, or do you, know, do, do you know anybody who makes <laughs> so, baskets? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. funny? And so so the Henson family, I want to tell them thanks and love those guys. Yeah, they're great. You know, Ron, I know Ron. And I've known Ron for Ronnie a while. And, yeah, they're, they're Brian. great great people down uh-huh. there. Uh, well, I so, just want to give them a plug. Of course. Uh, so racetech.com, Pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys. And also, too, uh, Prairie Insulin. Uh, if you need insulin, the Canadian uh, guys have done a good job up there. And uh, on average, the same insulin in the United States can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. Prairieinsulin.com. Mention Pulp MX, and uh, you'll get a bit of a deal on that also. So, uh, Gary, to uh, got a little bit longer to go. Do you have to go, or can you stay on? No, no, okay. I can talk. I can talk. Okay, so 87 you know you're 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 doing well, Suzuki factory guy. Um, how do you and you, what do you win in '87? Do you win the ultra stuff? Do you win national stuff? Well, I went, yeah, they, I went my first outdoor national, but it's it's pretty crazy because I remember we raced TT yep. and we raced moto. Yep. Well, we're at a TT track in Iowa. And it's like a snarly fast track. I think we're doing like 80 down the straights, maybe 90. And um, I'm trying to get around Jeff Watts for the the main, and Watts he's kind of in my way, and I go to cut inside him, and there was these huge tractor tires. I hit one and I crashed, and I mm-hmm. got back up. I broke my arm. I broke my elbow, and so didn't know at a time, and I ended up finishing the moto and getting fifth. And so the next day we flew home and spent the night flew home and I went to the doctor and never I'm going to win my first ATV title, right? Mm-hmm. 87. Yep. And I'm going to get 30 grand bonus from Suzuki. That's a big number. Yeah. And I go to my doctor and he goes, yeah, I've already got you an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon. I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I go, I, I, I can't get operated on. I got a, I got a title. to win. <laughs> so they, they actually operated on me and I had to race two weeks later. And they put a plastic prosthesis in my elbow. Oh, geez. So I went and I won. I, I think I won both. I, I the next weekend I should have won, but the the AMA is kind of funky sometimes. The the referee that was flag the, the flagger wouldn't get the the lap riders out of the way, so I ended up getting second in the moto. I think uh, Gentry won the main, but uh, the next event went to went to Texas won. 25500 and then I, that wrapped the title up. So I went to Loretta's, didn't have to race, and I was good. So wow. I was very fortunate to win that year. Was Remember the Quadzilla? Did you yeah, I, did they race that race thing? It. Oh, they did yeah, race they it. Made, Suzuki made us race the 500 <laughs> and the 250 every weekend at a national. <laughs> oh, it was, I didn't it was ridiculous. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, geez. I, and I hated the thing. Barner had built this motor. I'll give you an idea. He built this motor, and there's a such thing as too much horsepower. Yeah, right? so for sure. So this thing had so much horsepower, it would just like the tires, and little did I know. 
Uh, I couldn't start on it. So all year I go along, and then finally I said, just give me a cleaned-up solar. Seriously, I can't get any. So he did, and I ended up winning whatever race I raced because I could get out front and go pull away. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, but Quadzilla. But they, um, oh, they're they're big monsters, <laughs> you know. A lot of people love those things, yeah, and that's cool. Um, yeah. But I love the two hundred and fifty. I didn't like the five hundred. I think the only thing that probably sold more than the original quad racer two hundred and fifty was probably a banshee. That's about it. Those banshees. Uh, oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Good, good yeah well, the, the banshees are phenomenal in the sand. Yeah, yeah, they're really. really um, they're so a lot of fun. You at the end of eighty seven, Suzuki pulls the plug. Yeah. So so this is a good one too. So so we go. We're, we're, um, it's Chuck Duran's a team manager mm -hmm. and, uh, it's late. It's like, I, I don't know, maybe it's like October or something like that. And, and maybe November and, and, and Suzuki's down in Brea. So Putman, Watts and I go and we meet Chuck for lunch and he goes, Hey, I, they didn't want me to meet with you, but we're not going to do the team next year. So basically we were fired. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Because you know? again, like they, these sense. things were selling, they were selling well still and yeah. all that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what you had, you had Barbara Walters. Don't ride a three wheeler. Oh, was ATV, this, was this around yourself. that time? Okay. Well, yeah. So here's, so if we yeah. go back, what they did is they, Barbara Walters <laughs> got on 60 minutes. Now Suzuki had already committed to the team. So we already had the team. Mm -hmm. I don't know before or after, but somewhere in that range. And, Suzuki was committed, and the, the factories had to back off racing and promulgating sport quads. Oh, okay. So there you go. Jeez. And I was scheduled to go sign a multi-year contract, and you know, I don't know, three hundred grand a year for a couple of years, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that that didn't happen, so I got it taken away from me. So we're sitting at the table, and they go, "Whoa!" And so, you know, Putman looks at me and goes, "What are you going to do, Putman?" And he goes, "Well, I'm going to go back to concrete cutting," and and <laughs> he goes, "What are you going to do, Watts?" Watts goes, "I'm going to." I'm going to do my cabinet shop I've been working on. And yeah, they go, yeah. what are you going to do, Denton? And I go, I'm going to go racing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I, just went and bundled up a bunch of sponsors. And I went to, I don't know, I made 70, 80 grand a year. It was a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, I did that for, you know, two, eight years. And this is on Hondas. This is on yeah. Hondas, though, right? Well, we, 88, we, I raced Suzuki in the TT and Honda in the Moto. And then after that, oh, Honda okay. all the way. Why, why'd yeah. you do that? Well, it was transitional. Okay. Suzuki, you know, was really good at TT, yeah, and yeah. then Roddy Gentry was had his Honda working pretty good. I didn't think it was good, as good, possibly, uh -huh. and um, he showed me it was. Uh, I waved him at one of the events, and uh, he passed me back and beat me, so I didn't I quit waving. But yeah. but um, yeah, I used to mess with the guys. But but uh, yeah, so after that, we just raced. It was easier um, you know, having one one machine. Did you um, did you so you had a box fan and you had a mechanic and would you fly like your own team yeah. type of deal the whole thing? Yeah. Well, well, when I did the Suzuki, but then after that, no, I meant for your own team. Yeah, like what'd you do for that? Well, the, we it was difficult. So what happened is we, I hooked up the first year with Rodney. Well, Henson sponsored me. Alan Knowles sponsored me. I want to say was that eighty eight? Let me think about this. Eighty eight, eighty eight. I did my my own thing. I want to think, mm -hmm. or is it? Yeah, I'm thinking how we did it. '88, I did. I just traveled, uh, and I funded it because I had money. So I had I had a, okay. a mechanic, and we yeah. did some stuff. Um, and then '80, I want to say it was '80, '89. Uh, CT Racing sponsored me. Wayne Henson stepped in with Henson Racing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and they funded it. Wayne funded everything with 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 Alan, and Alan got the bikes to and from the races, and so that's how we did that. And then then in 1990, I hooked up with Rod Emery. Um, I don't know if you were Rod. Rod does no. some really cool. It's called Emery Motorsports, I think, or something like that. But uh, he 
it's a Porsche. He takes those old bathtub 356 Porsches and redoes them for oh, okay. movie stars and, yeah, you know, yeah. half a million dollar cars. But, but Rod's a real cool guy. That family, the Emory's really good to me. And then I hooked up with people like the Bellhands and yeah. the Goodmans. And they were amateur riders. So what ended up happening is they would haul my stuff around and I would fund them with a loads of equipment and stuff mm-hmm. you know, oh, okay. through my sponsors. Yeah. So it worked out. Um, it was an offset. When does Suzuki stop selling quads? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I want to yeah. say ninety one, ninety two, but you know, I I I don't know. So when you you're know. when you're racing like in eighty eight, after Suzuki pulls the support in eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, what's the field like? Like, are they half Suzuki's, half Hondas? Are they all Hondas? Are they are Suzuki still holding on? Are there guys like you kind of riding both, depending on the discipline? Are no, they riding both. Or no, no? Or everything went to two fifty R Hondas. They did. They okay. Yeah. 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 Everything went to two fifty R Hondas, and so. It was hard. You'd have to try to find parts and bikes yeah. and stuff like that, and and then you'd try to find a bike to race. So you'd have to go find something that'd sit in some guy's garage and then <laughs> and then build it. And then the quads were starting to change. They transformed them. You know, we had frame bikes, so the frames were Lager. Mark Lager was building frames, and Henson for the longest. Oh, time. Oh, you could you could change frames like no rules type of deal. Like, oh, yeah. oh no 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 rules. So, so the bikes were expensive, <laughs> yeah. and they handled like Cadillacs. I right, mean, hey, they were they were cool. But I had like an RM linkage on you know a Lager frame, and yeah. Wayne was always mad at me because he. He wanted me to change to the CR, you know, CR link. I was like, ah, so finally I did. And the bike was so much better. He was right. I was, <laughs> I was this hard-headed racer. No, it's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah. And, you know, the bike's dragging through the whoops. And he was right. Um, he was absolutely right. When do you start Denton racing? Or what's the genesis of that? I started it in 1991. Okay. So right in there. Actually, the guy that I went to work for in the RV business, Weekend Warrior, funded me. And, oh, okay. um, and, you know, I got a bunch of dealers together, distributors, and my friend Darren Nacarado helped me out. And I sold him a bunch of the product, and that kind of funded my Denton Racing. And what was it? What was it? Was it just was it a distributorship for quad stuff? It, what was it? Well, we were a distributor. We, we were hooked up with all the distributors, so we bought deep, and we sold. Yeah. We had our own products. I had a Denton Racing steering stabilizer, seat latches, oh, things okay. like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. ARO and ARM, so we had, we had them fabricated, but, you know. I was able to source the, those parts to be built the way we wanted them manufactured. So it was good, yep. and the business was good. But there was a transition there that you got to remember. I quit racing somewhere around ninety six, ninety seven, uh-huh. and then I went to work for Weekend Warriors. So it, it was it was an awkward time for me because I had a business that started out in the garage, grew to a shop, then bought a piece of property, and it was really difficult because I would. We had seven, eight employees uh, at the time. My wife and my son ran, mm-hmm. and it was tough because I would leave Weekend Warrior as you know executive there, and then and then go buy Dent Racing and go and just go. I can't stop. It's seven o'clock at night. I'm tired, you know, or six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm mentally bankrupt, you know. So uh, I really had to let my own business go awry, you know, because. Uh-huh. Uh, the opportunity at the RV manufacturing facility was a lot more so. Right. You know? uh, and things were changing, rightly so. Uh, when they went from two strokes to four strokes to side-by-sides, everything changed. And yeah. as you know, the industry has changed. I, I've told the story a few times on my different shows. but So 1998, I'm working for FMF Honda for the factory team there uh, for Danny Smith. Uh-huh. And uh, he breaks his leg. And so uh, – FMF sends me to do Honda support at Loretta's for the bikes, and then uh-huh. they they say stay there the next week and do the quad stuff, and <laughs> and Varner shows up, yeah, because he's you know he's the god of the quad stuff, and right. and we're working on TRXs and all this, and and I'm talking to these guys and I'm finding myself 
knee deep in quad talk. And the biggest thing for those guys, this is 98, they can't find parts. They can't yep. find parts for TRXs. And there's uh -huh. a whole backyard industry of finding parts for these things. And I just found uh -huh. it fascinating. I was like, wow. And this is Doug Gust yeah. era, you know? Um, yeah. And I was like, how are these guys surviving? How are they doing this? And damn it, there was a lot of people there and a lot of quads, and they were doing it, man. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it, you know, it was cool. Uh, it was hard to do though. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was really yeah, yeah. hard to find that stuff. I, I, you know, it's like back then we'd look, find some guy on Craigslist and go and look at the quad and the guy would go, Oh yeah, this thing's cool. And you look at, it's a cream puff. You look at it and go, it's God, it's, it's just haggard. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that was uh, very difficult to find nice stuff. Um, are you doing any Mickey Thompson? You said near the end, you started chasing Mickey Thompson a little bit. Like are those more profitable? Were well, those working out better? It, and, and no, what happened, I, 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 you know, I was dedicated to the nationals and that was the more premier mm -hmm. class and, and of course series. But yeah. what, what ended up happening is in 94, I was able to race both series. Um, and I won both titles. Okay. So I won, yeah. I won the outdoor, you know, the, the, the national title and the Mickey yeah. Thompson title. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That is, I would think that Mickey Thompson thing throughout would be the, the more prestigious, but I guess not. Yeah. I mean, but. You know, I guess well, tr the trucks were the stars, I guess, of those things. Yeah, yeah. they were the it, it, it. Although, you know what? I can't tell. I got to tell you, we were at the when we were doing autograph signing. More than not, the spectators, the kids would come up. That you know, they yeah. would just say, "What he's here to see? I'm here to see fours. I'm here to see four. I mean, we didn't watch interviews. They yeah. really wanted to see ATV. So, they, you know, people really liked uh, quads because they could associate them. Most people had a quad. Yeah, good point, know? right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. First time I ever, I went to that ultra cross in San Diego when I was a kid, some guy named Jeremy McGrath, who I'd never really heard of, won the, the pro class that night on a Cowie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was, dude, it was so exciting. Like, I, I've told people, like, uh -huh. the quads, the bikes, the trucks, the fenders would be flying off, the guys would be hitting yeah. each other, the dirt bikes are going, like, Jim Hawley's launching 60 feet in the air, landing yeah. on flat ground. Like, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was a great time. No, it was cool. I remember Jeremy, yeah. he was riding those Cowies and stuff coming up and going, yeah. hey, man. You know, I hear you, you know how to start really well. Will you teach me? You know, and, and he's just this young yeah. 15, 16 year old kid. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and who would have thought that he would have did what he did? He was oh, so special. Sure. Yeah. I remember talking to him too. And he goes, you know, he's riding at like 60, 70% of his billing. He was so far. <laughs> right. He was so far more billetized than anybody else. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, just where, cool. What, uh, no, we talked about Winnipeg, obviously, that you don't remember anything about it, Gary, but uh, I'm not bitter at all. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, well, the photo was cool. Man. Yeah. I mean, and thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was like the coolest. Uh, but where else have you gone to race? Did they, did they ever go any cool? Used to go, yeah, I used to go to Guam. Uh, oh, Guam. I used to go okay. there quite a bit. Yeah. We got to go over to Japan, uh, racing, raced in a, it was a supercross over there. So we went okay. and did that. Yeah. Uh, in Moto, I mean, I raced over and, um trying to remember some of the spots i raced south africa i raced venezuela um i we had a really cool trip one time it was rick johnson marty moats um there was a host of others i can't remember their names but you know who yeah. was there i mean yeah but uh there was a bunch of us we and we go over there we try to spend as much money as we could where'd you, you know? go where was this one at we were in venezuela venezuela so okay. so, yeah. so it was rj and moats and myself and <laughs> there was like eight of us and marty moats i this is kind of a funny story he goes you know we're in we're in new york we had a layover and and we go down we want to go to the baddest part of new york right because yeah, yeah. we think we're all tough there's like eight of us and so we go down there and 
man, it's like this Puerto Rican district, okay? <laughs> and so Moat sees a guy lift a watch out of a store, steal it, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So Moats goes to the guy and wants to buy the watch from the guy. He goes, hey, I see you lift that watch. You want to sell it? The guy goes, what? And before we know it, there's eight of us. There's like 20 of these guys around us. Oh. And they all got trench coats. You know they're carrying, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm standing there. I'm going, this is ugly, man. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm socking the guy to the left of me as <laughs> yeah, hard as yeah, I can, yeah. and I'm running. <laughs> and, and that's what I got in mind. And Moats talked us out of it, and we got out of there. Yeah. Uh, but Marty, I, God bless him. I, I, yeah. I miss the guy. And, uh, you know, we, we got over to Venezuela. We had a great time over there. Marty threw chairs out the window and broke a bunch of stuff. He was, <laughs> he was a hellion. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard some stuff again, doing that no fear story, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it was funny yeah. to c- come across people. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I was at Yamaha, uh, working for Red Dog Ferry and, and that was when that YFZ thing came out and, and, right. and it was like a little bit of a rejuvenation of quad racing. It was a big deal and they sold a lot and they were back yeah. on. And then now that now everything's gone to, to UTVs now, but, yeah. um, there was a little bit of a part two of quad racing, uh, back then, you know, so. Yeah, that well, they, a lot of factories, a lot of stuff. I know that Yoshimura and the Suzuki team put a big push on. Yeah. Do you, uh, I know Wayne was involved in that Hanson racing, you know, big time. And, uh, you know, I think that's pretty darn cool. Um, you, I didn't get involved very much with that, but, but you know, it was good. I almost got involved with Yamaha with my own team. Oh, you did? I actually had yeah. it all set up, yeah. yeah. The problem with the deal was you got to pay the riders, and yeah. everybody has to get paid. At the end of the day, I could fund the team, I could do all this stuff. But I didn't have the time because yeah. I was I was working for an RV company and and then I had to get the funding to somebody else and I'm looking at it going you know this is not good yeah. there's no money in it yeah, you yeah, know like, everybody gets paid but me so right. I I called McCart uh, you know Cheese and McCarty and yeah. Donnie Lewis and said hey I I I just don't trust giving the money to the other people so yeah. it's not good for you guys I'm not going to be able to do it I'm not going to be able to do you justice so I backed out of it yeah, that, but, yeah uh, that but they were going to they were going to they were going to put the money in though they oh were nice gonna, they were going to fund it yeah um do you have a do you have any year old race squads do you have any I have one do you I have okay, one cool. that yeah, yeah. I got from Varner Henson I think has one of the old Honda ones yeah they were going to try to re you know kindle but you know it's kind of one of those things you know you what do you do with the stuff you know it's cool <laughs> when it's sitting there and you look at it Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you have to have places to house. Especially a quad. Really I mean, they're big. They're big. They are big. Yeah. They are big. And this yeah. one survived because Varner used to have it hanging uh, from his shop. Oh, yeah. And so it goes, hey, you want this thing? I go, yeah, sure. So, you know, we ended up with it. I, I got a cool story for you. So so about 1990, I'm, I'm, you know, I live in Chino, right? And so this right. guy... Wayne Meridian at PEP goes, hey, man, he goes, you got to try this additive stuff. Go down and see this guy. So I go see this guy. He's got this added oil additive stuff. So I go see him and his wife and this man, and they have a son and a daughter. The kid's about 15, daughter, I think, is a little younger. And the kid rides quads, so we're talking and mm-hmm. stuff. So the guy sort of gives me a bunch of product. And anyway, I started getting a relationship with this guy, and he goes, hey, if you run a sticker, I'll give you 10,000 shares of my company. And mm-hmm. mind you, he's in about a 1,500-square-foot shop. Yeah. And I'm not devaluing it. I'm just saying yeah. that's how big it was. So he, he, the the guy was really cool. And I go, here's the problem. I go, I have Bell Ray as a sponsor. I mean, I use probably, I don't know, five to ten grand of product a year because I, I would give the amateur writer stuff. And yeah. plus, Bell Ray is really good. Plus, they gave me money. And back then, that's a big deal when you're only making 70, yeah. 80 grand a year. You can't afford that stuff. So so they were really good to me. And I and it was contractually attached. So that company is, I don't know, they're probably the sixth biggest or fifth. or They're a top ten oil company in the U.S. That's Forrest, 
Lucas. Oh. Lucas Oil. Oh, no way, yeah. really? Oh, That's shit. a true story. Oh, Trust damn. me, I think about yeah. those 10,000 yeah. shares. But Forrest was really good to me, and, and ethically, it was not a good choice um, to make, you know, so well, to do that. Dude, so. there's, there's a lot of guys running around that had a chance to buy uh, Hanson's shares. You know, uh-huh. and, and they just didn't do it. They didn't care. What the hell's an energy drink? Blah blah blah. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of there's some people that made a lot of money, but there's some people that are like, damn it, I should have uh, actually looked into that stuff. So yeah, um, you just don't ever know. And no. like I said, to me, I was I was already hooked up with Bell Ray yeah. and had the contract, yeah. but and and sponsors are hard to come by. Right. And uh, but they, they were really good. I'm ha- I'm happy for them. By the right. way, I think that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Renthal with Gary Denton. Well, Gary, uh. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, and as a 14-year-old uh, back in Winnipeg in 1985 <laughs> or 86, you were really cool. You were a really nice guy. Thank you. And, and uh, it was awesome to host you there for the weekend and uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, so congratulations on all the success you've had. And, and uh, yeah, and thanks for doing this podcast. Really, really cool uh, times for sure, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, hell of a career. Yeah, well, I was lucky. I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors. you got to – you got to surround yourself with good people, which I had. I had a lot of good sponsors, a lot of good people, a lot of support, uh, you know, a lot of luck, and, of course, the man above. I mean, you, you, you can't win. Nobody can win eight years in a row of anything <laughs> without yeah. all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I, I've often looked at it and said, how? You know? Right. So there yeah. you go. It couldn't have been just me because I don't have that much ability. <laughs> good good point, you know? I guess. Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope, yes. I'm glad you're doing well. And, again, thank you for the time on the Race Rex podcast. Thank you. You guys have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosile Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. 
There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go.